Welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart. Our first guest is host of the brand new show, Sunburnt Screens, the Australian cinema odyssey. It's Alexi Toliopoulos. Seasons greetings, everybody. Merry Christos and a happy new year, Os. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this episode will come out on Christmas Day, I think so. Wow. Um, okay. That is goodness. very, very appropriate. Unless anyone <laughs> listens to it at any other time. <laughs> well, you know, we've got, they've got that little week period where you can go Christmas, New Year's. It's a holiday festive season, babe. But also, did you say Seasons Greek Kings? <laughs> yeah, Seasons that- Greek Kings. Yeah. So is it that? I, did, I don't know. It's still festive. Is that, is that the only one you picked up? Every second word he said was a Greek Merry thing. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I'm just, yeah. Just wanted to clarify that. Or just because so you, you understand you what he was that referencing. It's a very genuine. That's a, how appropriate that it's Christmas. But I feel like Seasons Greek Kings is appropriate all year round. Well, that's, that's true. That's true. a great point. Yeah, that's a, good that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I can say whenever I'm allowed to you guys, you can't say that. I can't say the word Greek any time of the year. What do you want to go out for dinner? Greek? Oh. <laughs> Ew, yuck. How is Sunburn Screens going, Lex? Oh, wonderful, darling, wonderful. The response has been very passionate. Uh, truly, it's been really nice because I think the last time I did the podcast, it had either just come out or was yet to come out. But uh, it has far exceeded not only my expectations, but any of my hopes and dreams. Wow. Oh. And just very and- briefly for people who don't know it, it's, a, it's a, all about Australian cinema. Yeah, it's all about Australian cinema. I'm interviewing many of the great filmmakers this country has ever produced, birthed, and raised into <laughs> wonderful filmmakers. And it's an audio journey through Australian film. But it's been awesome. Like people, I've been getting a lot of messages from people discovering films for the first time, which is my mission on this fucking planet to help connect people to their movies. You mean that you people are tuning in who don't know what films are in general? They're learning about movies <laughs> yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Like, what That's are you so talking exciting. about? <laughs> I'm prying open a lot of eyes with this podcast, which is what I've hoped. A lot of people are audio first, and now I'm helping them get into the visual medium too. That's really good stuff. Uh, Our second guest this week is from ABC's Question Everything, and he's about to be touring with me on our show, or for our show, Dryer Dryer. It's Saran Jayamana. Uh, happy Srilly season uh, <laughs> yes! and a big yes! currymas to you none better than this time of year <laughs> I didn't have very long to come up with that and yeah. I'm not mm. you did and well happy, though consider it and a happy paneer and a happy oh, paneer is happy that, that's paneer. something you've got that's a real pretty talent good, but you don't have the right to say it but it's pretty good it's pretty good I was riding for you in that moment let the record show I was hired as a rider for Seren <laughs> And Serena, like, we're, we're going to be uh, heading to Perth in January. Very soon. And then we're going, where else are we going? We're going to Adelaide. We'll be back in Melbourne for the Comedy Festival and then Brisbane. So exciting. We'll probably tour. figure out maybe somewhere to somewhere to do it in Sydney as well. We I'd have say. to. We have we to. Have to. Yeah. We got to. No, no, see, no, we got to get up there and see you. Lex. Yeah. No, no, no. You shall <laughs> never enter my fair city. <laughs> and our third guest this week, I hope he's come up with something here. <laughs> It's host of multiple Sans Pants radio shows. It's Jackson Bailey. M- uh, Mary M- Mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Mayonnaise. Dry, dry chicken. <laughs> <laughs> dry chicken. 
of white of white bread Christmas <laughs> to one wow. and all. Wow. Yeah, wow. I yeah, I had even less time. <laughs> I didn't know that's what we were doing. <laughs> well, I think you did very I think, well. Yeah, I think I performed admirably considering think, the circumstances. Once you got to white bread Christmas, it almost was one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank God. <laughs> I did note Alexi was not bothering to write for you. <laughs> <laughs> I got no help. <laughs> <laughs> it's just well, beautiful to see us all celebrate our diverse cultures. Exactly, podcast, that's you know? so true. I think it's not, it's not super clear what your culture is there, Jackson. <laughs> dry, chicken. dry chicken and mayonnaise on white bread. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, it's, that's my sandwich culture. culture. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the way the show works is I ask a relatively obscure trivia question. Our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. I then read their answers as well as the real one, and I have to guess which one is correct. First question comes from listener Timmers Murphy from Rockville. And the question is, what does Bailey's Whoa, Beads the home mean? home of rock and roll. Whoa. Is that? Yeah, That's it doesn't say whereabouts, but that is that is the home of rock, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Not- probably from hell itself, I reckon. <laughs> the birthplace of rock and roll. <laughs> uh, so the question is, what does Bailey's Beads mean? What does Bailey's Beads mean? And while well, you're... Writing those answers, I'll explain how the scoring works. So you get one point if your fake answer is guessed by the other contestants, and another point if you correctly guess the answer. And by the way, I'm also playing as the house, and I've put in two of my own fake answers for each question uh, with the help of the question writers, and I get a point for each one of these that our guests choose. So each of us can score up to three points per round, which seems fair, but the probability actually favours me, the house, and that is part of the reason why in the final round where everyone else gets triple points i still only get single points so stop campaigning to kill the house all right i'm sick of it there's a lot of hate for the house out there i like the house <laughs> i appreciate that i'm Jackson. pro the house i need that and i like casinos too <laughs> let the casino win for once you love the man as well don't you <laughs> the man rocks he's underappreciated the man he's just trying to keep it all together you know exactly he's doing his best he's doing his best to keep everybody afloat and we're being so freaking rude to that guy you know I'm here for the man. I appreciate that. Finally, someone said it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, our questions come around. Great Patreon supporters. And if you want to submit a question, sign up on any level via patreon.com slash pod, which is linked in the show notes. By the way, I'm trying to revolutionize the way people use show notes. I reckon people aren't clicking on the links in show notes. Okay. No. What, do you, what, do you, what do you propose? I've been proposing a new thing that all Australian podcasts should do. We should be incentivizing show notes. So I've been putting Easter eggs, Easter egg links in show notes, clicking onto it to find different things related to perhaps the conversations we've had on the podcast. So for example, I recently had a show note link that took you to a a gif of Paul Giamatti getting laid in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's smart. What movie was that? Uh, I think actually it was the TV show Billions. Oh, I think it's yeah. the only time Paul McCartney. Uh, Paul, Paul McCartney. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. Paul Giamatti ever got Whoa. another way in a film. I think it's only in the show Billions. That's great. That is smart. I think, you know, yeah, the show notes under... No, but I'm not looking at them in the podcast no. I listen no. to. I don't care. No. I'm a lot of people don't out. even know how to access them. They yeah. don't know how to access them. You need to click the episode title of the episode you're listening to or yeah. maybe scroll up and you'll see the show notes there. A lot of people don't know what they are. This, uh, this little, the greatest bit about this yeah. is it's going into the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can look. This re- gets cut out of the episode. <laughs> <and put it. laughs> 
All right, the answers are in for question number one. What does Bailey's beads mean? A topical honey-based treatment for sunburn. A unique way of serving ice cream as popularized by Scottish chef Alice Bailey. A unique light pattern seen just before or after a solar eclipse. A delicious cocktail. It's your classic bubble tea, but revved up with a shot of Bailey's, often consumed by people before the use of anal beads. Okay. That's really interesting. <laughs> okay. A sweet bread delicacy from Bailey, Idaho. The name came about after a spelling error on a local bakery sandwich board. Or a type of tapioca pearl used in bobbin milk tea drinks flavoured with Bailey's Irish cream. Okay. Wow. Two so two very similar, similar ones. Yeah. It, could, it could be one of those. It seems unlikely, if I'm honest. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna s- select the lightcho one. I feel like that's the goer there. All right. I feel like for Jackson. Yeah, that feels mm. that feels right. Yeah. Well, I'm tempted by either the anal beat. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. the Bailey's Irish cream, the other <laughs> Bailey's Irish cream drink, uh, based on the classic Asian style boba milk tea. Yeah. Um, both of them, you know, th- th- they're both there. It's quite suspicious, but I would maybe go. Uh, I'm gonna go for the lights too. Yeah, I believe okay. that it will be an Aurora Bailealis type thing. Oh. You know? <gasps> uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I I don't think I think you could probably drink a Bailey's beads. <laughs> Regardless of what kind of activities you're about to engage in, uh, but I. But then I mean that's something that's just a culture. Yeah, you know? I think Bailey's does feel like an anal drink. I don't know what that means really, but it does feel like a drink. You could have mm. if you really it's like. It's already oh. flouting some rules. Yeah, you, know? yeah, you exactly. drink it in reverse, yeah. sort of thing. Well, no, no. I just think if, yeah. if I see somebody drinking Bailey's, I'm like. They might also be having anal sex. Okay. Mm. Somehow yeah, they exactly. seem slightly synonymous in yeah, some way. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, that's what I always say about Bailey's. It's a chocolate milkshake. Only slimy. <laughs> <laughs> I think, just to be different, I think it could be the uh, the ice cream popularized by Chef Scottish Chef Scottish Alice, Chef Bailey. Alice Bailey. Okay. All right. Looking that in for Serena. Okay. So here's who wrote the answers. Type of tapioca pearl used in boba milk tea drinks. Uh, that was Alexi Toliopoulos. Yeah, okay. I like wow. this subtle uh, correction of my pronunciation <laughs> of. Uh, I noticed bob, that too. Bob <laughs> I noticed yeah, you think you found boba fat there? <laughs> the iconic bounty hunter. That's spelled the same, isn't it? <laughs> Give me a break. Well, what a bounty it is if he he just goes around collecting bubble teas. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was bubble tea. But it's bo- bobble tea. Well, you can get bobble. Sometimes oh, they call bobble tea, okay. right? I think bubble is the anglicization. Yeah, they yeah, wired right, it up for okay. freaks like you, mate. They wired it up for a few. <laughs> and, and again, I'd like to say, Jackson, and I uh, agree with uh, what yeah. you said before. <laughs> go the man. Yeah, go uh, the man. Go dry chicken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our culture. <laughs> dry chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never even knew. Um, well, as I actually, you might not know this, but I'm actually uh, one sixteenth Swiss Italian. So, oh, okay, fair enough. That's a pretty. Uh, I got a pretty interesting uh, DNA backstory. Uh, I'd love to take you through at some point. <laughs> wow, the only guy with a single helix of DNA. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the sweet bread delicacy from Bailey, Idaho, which came about because of a spelling error. So instead of bread, 
It was bead. Uh, that was the fine work of Timmers, aka the house. <gasps> oh, nicely done, Timmers. And I thought in the room, Timmers deserved more. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. It it was a well crafted answer. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll say that much. Probably work better written down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, delicious cocktail that you drink before anal beating yourself uh, or others. That was Saran Jayamana. <laughs> wow. Okay. Saran, we're on a similar wavelength. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just slightly more perverted than yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Saran added a little more spice to his. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Topical honey-based treatment for sunburn. I don't think this got mentioned again. That was Jackson B. Bailey himself. Sort of a stinker. That's all right. (laughs) You can't win them all. I thought it was quite a belief. That was probably the other one that was most believable. I don't know, because neither Saron nor Alexi even gave it a look. (laughs) They did it. (laughs) That's Uh, right. Unique way of serving ice cream, popularized by Scottish chef Ah. Alice Bailey. Saron went for that. That was also Timmer's. Well okay, done, the house. Well done. Meaning the correct answer is Timmers, unique. you shall rue the day for betraying <laughs> my friend Saran. <laughs> <laughs> that means the correct answer is a unique light pattern seen just before or after a solar eclipse. So oh, yeah. Jackson. Wow, I heard Alexi either just before or after it. anal sex as well, you might <laughs> see this light pattern. <laughs> uh, so that means one point for Jackson, one point for the house, and one point for Alexi Toliopoulos. Feels good. It's it's often a surprise because you're seeing the the amazing light display and you're like wow and then you second surprise Whoa! <laughs> oh it's a surprise beating <laughs> I don't know if, and how that's really possible <laughs> where, where did that come from well the night is young we'll see how we go if you've had enough Baileys so. uh, all right question number two this one comes from. James H. from CA slash USA. So I don't, I don't know if that's California, USA or Canada Canada slash USA. Oh, my God. <laughs> James's question is, what is the name of the founder of the cosmetics company Max Factor? Obviously, a slightly interesting name. Okay. Can you repeat it? What is the name of the founder of the cosmetics company Max Factor? Uh, I think that is that the London look? No, that's Rimmel, which is a more beady... I think I've just got beads on the mind. While you're writing your answers, here's some more info on Bailey's beads. Uh, Tim is right. Paraphrasing Wikipedia, as the moon covers the sun during a solar eclipse, the rugged topography, if I'm saying that right, of the lunar limb, uh, the edge of the moon as seen from a distance, allows beads of sunlight to shine through in some places while not in others. At just the right moment during a solar eclipse, this causes several separate beams of light to shine through along the edge of the moon. It, it is not safe to view Bailey's beads without proper eye protection, which is the same about your anal beads, is that right? <laughs> Jackson Bailey? No, I think it's just... It, oh, that wasn't... I think that's... Just, if you're seeing the eclipse, you better have a dick in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the rule. All right. We've, we've officially slipped over to M rating on this episode. <laughs> I think, do you think with an eclipse, you know, they say you got to wear special goggles. Do you reckon you could hack it? I think I could hack it. I think I need the goggles. I think I could look at the eclipse and be fine. It's just, especially if it's that, the lunar eclipse. Yeah. It's the moon. The one where it goes pitch black, that one? Yeah. Yeah. No goggles needed. I don't need the goggles for that. Don't you have to cut a hole in a cardboard box or something? Oh, yeah, that is familiar. What does that do? How does that help? (laughs) Having a hole in a box, you're still looking at it. (laughs) I don't think I, I think you're allowed to squint. You can look at it, but if you're squinting, you'll probably be okay. 
That's crazy. That seems. What's it doing? The light's still getting in my eyeball. And you are. Yeah, but you got a smaller eye. You have something in your. All right. (laughs) The answers for question number two are in. What is the name of the founder of the cosmetics company Max Factor? Cakes McCandles. Anastasia Bernadette Factor. Juan Antonio Samaranch. (laughs) Maximilian Factorvitz. Fizzy Dwink. Or Greg. Fizzy Dwink wow. is a really special name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, is this their actual name or yeah. like their birth certificate name or their rap? Like, <laughs> no, this is, this is, their, this is their, their name. What they're known. Fizzy what Dwink. Known as. What do you think they did? What's the Dwink <laughs> come from? What, what, what was a Dwink back maybe, in the day? Maybe, the, maybe their, their mom had a speech impediment. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think it's a really like slender dad. So that's a Dwink. <laughs> that's a Dwink. Yeah. Fizzy Dwink. <laughs> um, hmm. I hate how just before this question you were like, "Hey, if you know the answer, yeah, yeah. I don't feel yeah. like none of these are real." Yeah. Well, I just—it's the kind of thing that I'm like, maybe this comes up on like, you know, maybe one of you is a big cosmetics. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just thought this is the kind of one that maybe you would know. Anyway, yeah. Um, I can only really remember Fizzy Dwink. Can yeah, you say can them you again? Go through them. Cakes McCandles. That seems unlikely. No. Anastasia Bernadette Factor. Juan Antonio Samaranch, Maximilian Faktovitz, uh, Fizzy Dwink, or Greg? I Okay. <laughs> I would, it I'm would still be trying to think, how would we know this? How would <laughs> anyone <laughs> know this one? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, look, to be honest, I didn't know. Don't some ruin reason. the quiz, Alexi. <laughs> um, With your pre-knowledge. Okay. Um, maybe okay, maybe the head of the IOC International Olympics Committee yeah. also <laughs> was the founder of a cosmetics. Cakes McCandles. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that I know the name Juan Antonio Samaranch. Yeah, he was the one who said the, the winner is Sydney, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go Greg. Gonna go Greg. Yeah. What if it's like a sure situation? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just Greg. That's all you need. I think yeah, the name Greg went out of fashion because of this guy. Yeah, I think He's like, maybe. there's there is a Greg. <laughs> there's one Greg. There's one Greg. <laughs> yeah. It seems too obvious, but I'm gonna go fizzy. No, uh, <laughs> Maximilian uh, Faktovich, please. Okay, look for an emphasis. What about wow. you? And I shall go for Anastasia. After all, it is my mother's name. So it'll be an honor for me to pay <laughs> tribute to one of the greatest swimmers that's ever lived. And wow. your mum. On this podcast, <laughs> where we've talked about anal beads earlier. <laughs> and- All right, here's who wrote the answers Cakes McCandles. That was the house. As was Fizzy Dwink. <laughs> house, not trying to. <laughs> Juan Antonio Samaranch. That was Alexi. That's a great name. Wow. That's really good. And it's one of the great names. It's one of the greatest names and I've it, ever heard. The, the Olympics is, has great names. The other great Olympic boss name was Dick Pound. Whoa. Whoa. Isn't that one of the great That's names? really special. That's Dick a really special Pound. name. So good. Um... All right, so that means... Not bad after a Bailey's Beads. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) One of you is correct, but it's not Alexi. Anastasia Bernadette Factor, that was Jackson Bailey. Gotcha. Wow. Greg, which Jackson went for, that was Seren. Meaning Seren is correct, it's Maximilian Faktovitz. What the (laughs) hell? That's the fakest name I've ever heard in my goddamn life. I'm nearly as my answer put Maximilian Factory. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Isn't that wild? That's like a cartoon's name. 
What the fuck? <laughs> what, what about Fizzy Dwink? <laughs> <laughs> Fizzy Dwink is the best name of the bunch. Well, the point is, yeah, like, that's why I'm like, it can't be a normal sounding name. Otherwise, why would the question yeah, be Yeah, that's true. Good, good point. Uh, all right. So that means Saran has rocketed up the board with two points that round. Wow. Saran, I've got a tear of pride twinkling in the corner of my <laughs> eyes for you right now. Jackson also has a point there. So after two rounds, it's Alexi in the house on one point apiece, but out in front on two points, it's Jackson and Saran. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Question three comes from Cade. Uh, it says it's made with a K. So it could also, it could also be make. Uh, from Minneapolis what? slash <laughs> Z Cade in brackets. It's made with a K. <laughs> so, so, Cade. so it's Cade, but it could also, it could be, you could be Make, it could be Mickey, <laughs> or it could be Mad K. <laughs> um, they're from Minneapolis and Paul. I was just telling you how words work, you know, it's a word that's made with a K in it. It's got a K in it, that's how it's made. Yeah, it's made uh, with it, mate. It's made with a K. It's also made with an A and a D and an E. But that probably goes without saying. <laughs> made with a K. Out of the factory. Uh, all right, so Cade's question is, Bing Crosby released a single with Lewis Jordan in the 1940s. What are the names of the A and B side? So basically, you just got to name two songs. Two songs that were released by Bing Crosby and Lewis Jordan in the 1940s. I think Lewis Jordan was like a sort of a jazz band leader, if that helps, or it probably doesn't. Um, and Bing Crosby is like a classic crooner. No, more swing, sorry. He was known as the king of the jukebox. Uh, while you're writing your answers, I'll let the audience know a bit more about Maximilian Faktowicz. Uh, Connor James. So he says, uh, maybe this is a fun fact. Polish-American Maximilian Faktowicz was uh, for giving starlets their signature looks. This was one of his big things. His most iconic works include Gene Harlow's Platinum Hair, Clara Bow's Bob, Clara, Clara, ba- Clara Bow's Bob, Lucille Ball's False Lashes and Red Curls, and Joan Crawford's, Joan Crawford's Hunter's Bow, or Overdrawn Lips. All right, the answer in for question number three. Bing Crosby released a single with Lewis Jordan in the 1940s. What are the names of the A and B sides? Blowing Out My Whistle Hole, that's the A side, <laughs> and Doobie Doobie Doo, It's Swell to Sit With You. That's the B side there. Okay. Uh, option two. I'm Not the Axe Man of New Orleans, and Big Daddy's Trombone. No, sorry, Daddy's Big Trombone. <laughs> okay. There is a world of difference. <laughs> that is it, yeah. Well, there is. I mean, I thought Big Daddy's got a trombone, or just regular size Daddy has a big trombone. They're, they're, you know, they're, and they're he, probably, di- he probably has a regular size one as well. I'd be more. Are you more scared of Big Daddy with his regular size trombone, or regular Daddy with a big trombone? I think I'm scared of Big Daddy. Yeah. Really, I'm scared of the big trombone. <laughs> okay, He's wielding that around, yeah, trying to fit it through a door. <laughs> He's just a regular sized man. Yeah, he's in yeah. trouble with a trombone that big. That's true. Option three is Yip Yip Da Hootie, My Baby Said Yes. Uh, with the B side, Your Socks Don't Match. Okay. Uh, option four, I Like the Ladies. That's A side. B side, I Like the Fellas Just As Much. Okay. Oh, by Crosby. By Crosby. <laughs> We're ascribing to the by Crosby theory here. All right. He's being curious. Right? <laughs> Uh, second last option you got 
A-side, Chestnut Frenzy. B-side, Can't Find My Shoes So I Can't Go Home. Or finally, uh, A-side, White Christos. And B-side, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christos. <laughs> <laughs> wow, White Christos. Love what? to meet that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay all awesome sounding songs um what was the one that was like bippity booty my my wife's come home or whatever <laughs> there was there were two those songs there was dooby dooby doo it's swell to sit with you and yip yip da hootie my baby said yes i think the yip yip da hootie one my baby said yes okay correct yip yip da hootie's the kind of nonsense they were saying <laughs> yeah that guy called bing is definitely singing <laughs> yip yip da hootie yeah exactly <laughs> and what's the, the words, what's the yabba dabba do what was the one the other one you said uh, dooby dooby do it swell to sit with you. And what's the B side for that one? That's that is the B side. The A side is blowing out my whistle hole. I'm gonna go to the blow out the whistle hole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but none of those words were made with a K. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what? Um, what was the uh, the big trombone? Please. Uh, I'm not the axe man of New Orleans, and Daddy's big trombone. Yeah, I'm going to lock that in. Lock that one in, all right. Yeah. All right, well, here's who wrote the answers. Can't believe this one didn't even get discussed. White Christos, and uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christos. (laughs) (laughs) That was the Sarangi Mana. (laughs) Interesting. That was a little tribute to my... uh, (laughs) The son of my favourite woman in the world, Anastasia. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Saran. Thank you. Christos was a company that used to do Christmas hampers, wasn't it? Am I remembering that? Christos Christmas That's Crisco. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Is that a company that used to do Greek Christmas hampers? (laughs) But that's Christos. Crisco is short for the Christos company. (laughs) (laughs) Angle size Christos. Crisco. Making a Christmas hamper. Chestnut friendly. Uh, sorry, Chestnut <laughs> Frenzy can't find my shoes, so I can't go home. That was Jackson Bailey. Mm. Chestnut Frenzy, talk me through it. Well, I was just sort of imagining. Well, it's you know, it's, it's what it says in the tin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going crazy <laughs> on the chestnuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I decided they were Christmas themed. I don't know because that's what I was kind of doing for some reason. That was not part of the initial. Yeah, Bing Crosby. Bing, he's pretty, well, he does. Yeah. He, he does. does I mean, that's probably what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Why Christmas? Of course, famous for. Yeah, that's true. I like how he. Yeah, in Saran's world, he. He weird out his own songs. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a genius to that's do your smart. own and then the parody. That's very smart. Savvy, if you will. Uh, Wait, what was the other? No, I've already guessed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the ladies. I like the fellas just as much. That was Alexi Toliopoulos. That's great. By Crosby. By Crosby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought of the joke first. I go, well, how can I team myself up for this one? <laughs> Were you did you, you wrote the first one and you're like, no, that's a bit a bit too much Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so Alexi went for blowing out my whistle hole, dooby dooby doo, it's swell to sit with you. That was the house. Wow, the house. Uh, I was inspired, it's swell to sit with you. I was inspired by the ACDC song. Can I sit next to you, girl? I almost just used that straight <laughs> up, which I think is such a funny name for an ACDC song. <laughs> yeah. It does fit Bing's world. Yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah big time. Uh, that was going third base back in Bing's day, sitting next to a girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I went for I'm Not the Axe Man of New Orleans, Big Daddy's Trombone. That was Cade, made with a K, a.k.a. Oh, the house. Made with a K. 
He but likes to sit next to the men because he thinks <laughs> he likes the men. You just sit next to him. That's, <laughs> that's all you have to do. Third base. Uh, and that means Jackson is correct. Whoa. Yip, yip to hoodie. My baby said yes. Yip, and yip your socks hoodie. don't match. You're yip, actually yip really close. Hoodie. Yeah. Your B side was can't find my shoes, shoes so I can't go home. Yeah. That's both foot related. Well, I think back in the day in the 1940s, and you know, that was a big concern. <laughs> it was actually also very sexy back then. Yeah. Oh, An yeah. uncovered foot. Whoa. <laughs> look out, dude. Yikes. Fourth base. Actually. Fourth base is seeing a foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that round, it is two points to the house, one point to Jackson Bailey. Jeez, this is a hot game. Oh, it's hot. It's spicy, dude. Uh, so we are on to question number four, which comes from Ashley Botkin from Richmond, Virginia in the United States. Ashley's question is, what happened on the 15th of September, 1896 in McLennan County, Texas? What happened on the 15th of September, 1896 in McLennan County, Texas? While you're writing your answers, here's a little more info about Yip Yip to Hootie, My Baby Said Yes, slash Your Socks Don't Match. Uh, this is a moderately popular song by Bing Standard anyway, reaching number 14 on the US chart. Would have been a huge hit for anyone else, but he had 41 number ones. That's crazy. I, if you look at his discography and how it charted in America, yeah. it's just like... It's just like you're scrolling for no ages one else and it's making all top music? 20 songs. What the That's hell? what I feel like he didn't, he didn't have a miss. Yeah. Every song charted up high. What was the, your socks to a match? What was, the, was it bad? Was it like, oh, the lady I want to bone down with her socks to a oh. match, get out of my house? Or was it like, That's awesome, your socks to a match? Or was yeah. he just like, I don't know, just talking about just like sort of shooting the shit? That's why I did not even think to look why, it up. Like, why is that worthy of a song to write? Okay. You know? I was. I was going to, um, Cade said, um, oh, the, re the reason why Cade put this question is because he's having a, a housewarming party coming up that he's, for some reason, done uh, at, as foot-themed. Oh, okay. So, he, it's a lot of foot-based puns. Nice. Like, he's serving Doritos and Toasty Toes and Tomatoes <laughs> on toast with pesto and prosciutto. I think if I had a friend, no disrespect to Kate, <laughs> I think if I had a friend who invited me to a party like this, I would be like, are you okay, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is, you know, do a this, little welfare check on him. Yeah. Also, there's a lot more to the foot than toes. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, it's more of a toe-themed party <laughs> that you're doing there, Kate. So yeah, apparently he came across this song when researching his uh, foot-based playlist. That's why I went with the socks. But he said he's, he reckons that uh, weird people are going to automatically assume it's a sex thing. Yeah. Um, weird people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but he's also said that, yeah, he, there's no better time to alienate all your friends and acquaintances than at a housewarming party. That's true. That's just, like, I just always. Just to establish precedent. I always say to, that I think it would be awesome to be like about the size of an iPhone, just to be like a little guy. And everybody always thinks that's a sex thing. But I just think that would improve my life tenfold if I was that big. With a regular-sized trombone? Or yeah. <laughs> I think I would, if I had a regular trombone, so I could live in a regular-sized <laughs> yeah. trombone. But how big's your daddy? <laughs> Here's the lyrics, okay, to the song. I'm reading them as I'm reading them. So I have no, yeah, I this is have the no first idea. time where anyone's hearing them. Yes. <laughs> we heard a chick just the other day cooling out her boyfriend in very way. She kept on asking, full of complaints, like she expected folks to be saints. She insisted that he be me. So this was her complaint complete. Brackets, report to the nation. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> this can't be the real lyrics. This is crazy. And then it, it, it's just to, to uh, just that's the verse. And then 
says, I like the dimple in your chin. I like the tricky way you grin. Still, you ain't no kind of cat. Brackets. You know why, don't you? And finally, boy, your so- socks don't match. And wow. What the hell what, was number that? Number one in the charts? 14. I made it to 14. Well, fair enough. That's but, not number one. Material. And it was also the B-side, of course. Yeah, okay. the, the, wow. the hit song on that was uh, Hip Hip Da Woody. Okay. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. My girl she said got that yes, booty or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. And Matt, must I say, in those moments, I felt you were truly possessed by the spirit of Bing Crosby. <laughs> the way that you were able to spin those rhymes Channel just like that him. Man, yeah, wow. Some of it, some of those things I, I, I said weird because I, I stuffed it up. Yeah. But other parts, it was like there was a, in asking, there's a, a dash between A and sking. So uh, that, uh, some uh, of the words skin? I said weird because that's how they're written. Uh, sking? But then there were there certainly were other things where I just said it weird. Yeah, very mysterious. But like Alexi says, I was just channeling yeah. the, the ghost of Bing. Uh, could I be any more? <laughs> Bing Crosby, you might ask. Mm. All right, while you're still writing your answers, let's go for a quick break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back. And here is question number four. What happened on the 15th of September, 1896 in McLennan County, Texas? To entertain a large crowd, two old trains were crashed into each other head-on. Millionaire Dallas rancher J.R. Ewing was shot, but by who? The oil baron J.T. Shills came home from overseas to find a man had been impersonating him for years. A duel ensued, with both men shooting each other simultaneously. A shower of unidentified wet meat. A mysterious parcel containing white powder was delivered to the county sheriff, and thus... Salt was discovered. (laughs) (laughs) Or Gareth Waddleside invented sunscreen in a chemistry experiment gone wrong. He was actually intending to make gold out of milk from his pet cat. Wow. I heard sunscreen was invented by fucking up the recipe for mayonnaise, but I don't... (laughs) Gotta fuck it up pretty bad (laughs) to get sunscreen. I don't think a cat has enough milk, really, for... I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm. I would say the train one. I'm gonna put my money. I feel like I've lock and train. I feel like mm. you know, even if it's not real, it would be an awesome thing to do. And I'm sad we don't do shit like that. And anymore. in the olden days, people crowds would go out to see a train not crash. <laughs> so you can imagine the kind of crowd <laughs> a crashing train would pull. Yeah, one of them was very abrupt. <laughs> a shower of unidentified wet meat. Yeah, mm. I thought there was gonna be more. Did that's what, that's what? what happened. Well, the shower, well, I mean, it's just okay. it's pretty efficient writing, okay. I would say. Yeah, I think the shower yeah. implies that it fell. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, was it, was what, it going, what you, was the shower going know? into the air or? <laughs> what mysteries does it leave? <laughs> oh, you mean a rain shower? <laughs> what other, what? 
Do you mean just some guy in his house has it? He's like, hey, well, let me turn the light a little bit on more. Oh, God, it's snags. Snags and T-bones have fallen out oh, of my no, shower. And, <laughs> and you, don't, you can't get the the thing quite right, the ratio between yeah. hot and cold wet meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jackson's going for the train crash. Yeah. So Ren, what are you thinking? Are you thinking wet was meat? Was it the very first one? Again? No, that I'm was not thinking The first one was the train crash. Oh, second one, sorry. Uh, millionaire Dallas rancher J.R. Ewing was shot. Oh, the shot. duel. The duel. Yeah. Uh, that was oil baron J.T. Shills oh, came damn. home from overseas. found a man impersonating him. They had a duel and both men ended up shooting each other simultaneously. Yeah, I'm going to lock that in. Lock that one in. Follow t- too much detail for that one, I reckon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Get to the point. How wet was the meat? <laughs> That's all you need to know. Uh, I'm gonna go train as well. I'm train because I think that okay. would be in what year was this shit? Like 1993 Eight. or something? That would be very spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> they went dueling in the late 90s. 1896. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That'd be so. Doing? They don't have Game Boys. They don't even have TV shows or anything. I think that'd be so exciting to see two trains. Apparently, collide. they didn't have salt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're about to. They're about to discover. Very soon. Yeah. Uh, all right, here's who wrote the answers. Uh, the guy who uh, milked his cat into sunscreen, that was the house. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. okay. Wow. I thought that's the kind of thing that might have happened in a, around that time. Mm. People were Is milking cat cats. juice, cat juice part of sunscreen? Because I get, every now and then I get sunscreen in my eyes and it really stings. And I'm wondering if that's yeah. cat Just like juice. cat juice? Mm, it could be cat juice. It stings juice. like cat milk. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I changed it. Initially, I had uh, cat's piss. Yeah, okay. Oh, which is what they used to try and turn piss into gold yeah, all the time. Yeah, I would have believed that way more. But they, you're not accident. Piss isn't turning into sunscreen. Well, it no, needed to be milkier. Is, piss is full of chemicals. I was it's thinking so milk, I sunscreen's suppose. quite milky. Mm. I need something milkier. Oh, oh. I don't have to change too much here if I just change piss to milk. <laughs> yeah. uh, the creature all. stays how, the how same. How the liquid changes. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. How far apart... When you say that um, piss... No, what did you say? Sunscreen is quite milky. Mm. How far past the use-by date are you drinking <laughs> your milk? <laughs> oh, well, cat milk you can drink whenever. I'm I don't sure. know. Are you saying cat milk has a use-by date? Cat, cat milk what? I think cat it's milk has a best-by date. <laughs> yeah, you're drinking from the source. It's not going off. Plus, I keep my cat in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, why buy uh, the cat when you can get the milk for free? That's what I say. <laughs> a mysterious parcel containing white powder uh, thus salt was discovered that was saran <laughs> it was good unidentified wet meat that was Jackson wow. that's that based on a real thing that happened in Texas that's right the Texas meat oh, yeah, shower the Texas I mean sorry the, in Kentucky Kentucky the meat Kentucky shower, meat shower. Wow. I did a do go on a episode about that's that that's very funny I love the guy who came up and he's like that's bear <laughs> he's like I've eaten bear before yeah. I wrestle bears all the time that meat is bear meat a bear exploded <laughs> on a geyser goodbye that's awesome that is awesome and uh, I'm surprised that they didn't me too you just needed a couple more words to get through yeah I was, too, I was too quick <laughs> uh, millionaire Dallas Rancher J.R. Ewing was shot but by who that was Alexi and there you go did you hear the year right yeah, but who cares this shit? I couldn't figure out fucking anything to relate to Texas except for the TV show Dallas that I've never seen yeah. one second of. <laughs> who shot JR? And it was the guy who was JR was like the guy from Bewitched or I Dream of Genie or something, right? Yeah, Am probably. Right that? 
Yeah, some of that I shit. I forget, you're a cinema, you're a big screen guy, not yeah. a little screen yeah. guy. I don't know about TV, mate. I don't know about TV. I know the big screen stuff. I know Is it that. true that you've got no time for TV? I got no time for TV. But I will tell you this, Larry Hagman, who played that character, he's also in the movie Primary Colors. Okay. That's all I know him from. Larry <laughs> the John Hagman Travolta, is such a great name. The John Travolta, Bill Clinton comedy, primary colors. That's how I know him. I got to look. I- Bill Clinton. What well, he's, he's playing Bill Clinton. John Travolta plays a Bill Clinton esque character. Yeah, he was also in I Dream of Genie for the little screen fans out there. And I know we have. Is a he few. the? Is he the half our audience actually? Uh, full small screen mm. devotees and will not step foot in a cinema the other half of course being cinephiles yeah, yeah of course. um and uh, it's one of the few podcasts that brings those two mm. disparate groups together that's yeah, really it's br- true yeah. Yeah. I, I usually really shun special, half yeah. this audience i will never i'll never <laughs> win them over it's okay i know it um all right wait what are we talking about okay yes <laughs> so so ren went for the oil baron jt shields uh, with the jewel. That was Ashley, a.k.a. The House. Well done, Ashley. Yeah. I'm meaning the correct answer was <laughs> to entertain a large crowd. Two old trains were crashed yes. into each other head on. That's good stuff. Do it today. Yeah, bring it back. We'll probably Wait. get trains we don't use. That's the duel I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Dueling trains train at dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> <laughs> do, do. <laughs> So, Jackson and Alexi and the house all get points in that round. Uh, and, yeah, so uh, the thing that Alexi clarified to me was it's not Junior Ewing. It's He's, like, sent another message saying, just to be clear, it's J.R. Ewing, <laughs> <laughs> not Junior Ewing. That I mean, I've, yeah, I've yeah. listened to I this think, podcast. I was already going to call this guy <laughs> Jura Ewing or something like that. but also because of what i was actually gonna do because you wrote it in separate things and that your answer ends in a question so i was gonna read it out as millionaire (laughs) dallas rancher jr ewing was shot but by who jr (laughs) like an answer to phone question that's what i thought you meant (laughs) so you were it was good that we clarified the clarification (laughs) um all right Here's question number five. This one comes from Paul McNally from Waterford Island. Wonder if there's any relation to Rand. Um, <laughs> so I think it's, it's something I heard on The Simpsons one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know what it means, but I just yeah, name sticks with me. Rand McNally. <laughs> All right. So Paul's question is: What unusual world record does Jose Maria Olazabal hold? While you're writing your answers, here's some more info about the train crash. Uh, According to Ashley, the event is now commonly referred to as the Crash at Crush. It's actually uh, Dave Warnicky did a, a, a bonus episode about this uh, on the Dugon Patreon, if anyone wants to hear it in more detail. But anyway, in, in brief, a fake town was set up for the day named Crush in Texas. Surprisingly, not because uh, the fact that it was going to be where the two cr- trains would crush each other and it has the beautiful name Crash at Crush. It was actually just a coincidence uh, because the general passenger agent of the Missouri-Kansas-Texas Railroad was named William George Crush, and it was named after him. An estimated 40,000 people 
attended the event, making Crush the second largest city in Texas during its short-lived time. In a freak accident, sort of, the impact caused both boilers to explode. I guess the sort of there is because, I mean, they purposely crashed two trains into each other, so uh, that much of a freak accident. But anyway, sort of freak accident meant both boilers exploded and the flying debris killed two spectators and wounded many more. A photographer at the event lost an eye from a flying bolt. Whoa. William Crush was immediately fired by the railroad company. This was also not the first stage. Bad. Yeah, that's rough. How could he have seen? Yeah, what? what? It would kill bystanders. Yeah. They were standing too close. Yeah. And a spot that he suggested. (laughs) And that's his fault? What the hell, dude? Uh, It wasn't the first stage locomotive crash. Uh, one was successfully staged with no death or injuries in Ohio, God's country itself, on the 30th of May, 1896. And despite the crazy crash, many more staged collisions happened across the US in the uh, years afterwards. Did they just have like a surplus of trains they didn't want anymore? I'm wondering. What are was, they doing? Was, did train technology take a leap forward around that time and they all of a sudden had all these it's defunct just like, oh, trains? Let's just fucking how crash do we, them. Well, how do we get rid of them? <laughs> It's sick to see him smash into each other. Let's do that. We'll chuck him in the bin anyway. We might as well <laughs> yeah, rack them put up. on a little show first. Make yeah. a little cash out of this. I think it'll be forty thousand. Cool. So it was the second largest city in Texas that day. That's crazy. And it wasn't. A, and then you know the next day it was gone again. <laughs> Wild. But come on, as if people wouldn't move there. That's what you move to <laughs> yeah. a city for. Is entertainment like that? <laughs> the nightlife. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, you'd be the crash. Come to live at Crush. Live at Crush. See live the crash. crush. See the crash. Yeah. They call it Event City. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. I'm surprised that. that's not the origin story of Las Vegas. You know? <laughs> well, we crashed two trains here. Well, somebody built a casino. Yeah. Yeah. They ever crash boats? I'd pay to see that. That's a good one, I Ooh. reckon. Crashing boats That together. feels like a real sequel, oh doesn't it? Yeah. That feels like a Speed 2 yeah, situation. Yeah, Speed <laughs> 2 scenario. Uh, I think crashing boats would be good because then you get to watch them sink afterwards, which oh. I think would be kind of nice, sort of meditative, sort of mm. seeing a boat. That's right. And you don't have to worry about getting, you know, getting rid of the debris. Yeah, and just <laughs> it go on the, itself out. It can go on the seafloor and become a house for a crab. Yes. Or mm. yeah. Some people think, oh, you're just trashing the ocean. No, no I'm providing crab housing. houses. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Affordable crab <laughs> housing. You imagine you That's how your- coral is made. That's what they should be doing <laughs> yeah. to help the environment more. Yeah. Dude, I'm like, you know, you throw, oh, I'm throwing my monster energy drink in the sea. That's bad. But imagine the crab with a monster energy drink shell. Imagine the pussy that crab is getting, That crab is getting laid. (laughs) That crab is drowning in crab pussy, dude. Yeah. Answers are in for question number five. What unusual world record does Jose Maria Olazabal hold? And I know that's not, I think it's a a laughable or something like that. Anyway, I apologize for the mispronunciation. Uh... Here are your options. Longest time spent living in an underwater house. Uh, Total time was one year and 14 days. Sank a putt while flying on a supersonic plane, making it technically the longest putt on record. Whoa. Uh, First person to be able to eat a full box of Weetabix without using hands. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Hands free. Hands free. Caught a skinned mandarin in his mouth that was thrown from 50 yards away by a major league baseball pitcher has the largest collection of Rubik's cubes owned by someone who, as fate would have it, has no fingers or 
Youngest president of the United States of America. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Now, that one is unusual. That is unusual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's unexpected. That's an unusual That's record. really yeah. interesting. But oh. they might mean the band. They might mean the band presidents of the United <laughs> States of America. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, it could be maybe that was the birth name of, you know, Abraham Lincoln or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, mm. could be. Mm. We don't know. Um, um, how could we know? How could, yeah. We'll never know. We'll never know. History doesn't go back that far. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, well, hmm. I'm under the Rubik's cube. Okay, <laughs> I was going to give you because you you've been going first up, which is you're, you're helping out the others in some ways. There's yeah. a, there's a couple of these that yeah, because it's a, the Rubik's cube has no fingers. The other one it has hands free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. two of them were hands free. Could be yeah. Weedabix wow. was hands free. Mandarin was caught in the mouth, which is you don't need free. your hands for that. No. What yeah. was the um, president? They don't need to be president either. <laughs> <laughs> how, how far was the baseball pitch? Fifty yards. That's going to come in hot. Do you know about the? That's just reminded me the great story about the um the the dropping a I think it was a mango or something out, or peach out of a plane uh, on a baseball field. It's like a classic old baseball stunt. Oh. This story rocks. So back in like the 1920s. They were like, we need to do a stunt at like Wrigley Park, like one of those, uh, you know, New York mm-hmm. or American baseball stadiums. And so they got and an they'd AVA. And they run out of trains to crash into each other <laughs> yeah, exactly. so they to come up something new. <laughs> so they got an aviatrix, like a, like a female, like, you know, stunt pilot. And they were like, here's what we're going to do. This guy's like the coach of one of the teams. We're going to drop a baseball from a plane and he's going to catch it in his mitt. Uh, and anyway, so they get the plane up there and history's unclear as to how this happened. But at one they don't have a baseball. So some people think that it was a prank they were pulling intentionally. The aviatrix was like, we just forgot the baseball. But thankfully, thankfully, we had a peach, say. So they dropped the peach down on the guy, but he doesn't catch it. Instead, it lands on his head and explodes. <laughs> but because he thought it was a baseball, he thought, thought that he died. <laughs> and so he stands in the middle of the pitch and he's like, I'm bleeding out. I'm dying. I've been killed. By a baseball oh, <laughs> Before realizing that. That is what that. you would think. <laughs> you- if you've got the splatter and stuff dripping down your head, you'd assume that's blood. You think there's a baseball coming you, from. Yeah. You don't think it's liquid. Find baseball. <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking they probably forgot the baseball. It must be a peach or something. Just sort of lick it, and you'd be like, I'm, "Quite a sweet I taste delicious. I just think that, like those moments where he was standing there, like, "I'm dead. I have been killed by oh, this stuff." Shit. Oh, it's so funny. That is awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. So really, Maybe catching a mandarin yeah, in the in mouth. mouth from only fifty yards. Yeah, that's not. That's way more believable. How yeah. lucky is it they couldn't find the baseball? <laughs> yeah, because you're right. Otherwise, the baseball would have hit him. And we would never know what his brains taste like. He, he wouldn't know if they're sweet or not. He would have just killed him immediately. I think that grapefruit saved his life in a way. Wow. Well, uh, that story has uh, turned me off the pitch, the baseball pitch, catching it in the mouth. Mm, Maybe mm. if it was a peach. Baseball peach. <laughs> <laughs> a peacher. Yeah. Uh, what, what were was they the, again, Matt? I have no yeah. memory of any of them now. Uh, longest time spent living underwater in an underwater house. A sinking a putt on a supersonic plane, making it the longest putt on record. Uh, eating a box of full box of Weetabix without hands. Catching a skin mandarin in his mouth. Uh, largest collection of Rubik's Cubes owned by someone without fingers or the youngest. President of the USA. So he's so the plain one, he's just hit a normal putt across the length of the cha- chassis of the plane. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? 
Of the floor. <laughs> of the floor, but because it's flying, it's the starting point is like Mexico and the ends. Yeah, exactly. So it's, on, it's rolling the whole time. Yeah, because they're counting both the ball moving in the plane and the planes moving as well. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. That sounds reasonable. Fuselage? Cheat fuselage, that's what yeah. I was after. That... I I don't know. I, this one I can't I can't buy it soon because I've I've talked with Guinness officials and they've been very uh, they have weirdly not enough sense of humor to even go. Right. They yeah. want to consider something. It feels like, like this, cheating. In my it does yeah. feel like cheating. The Guinness they're not as humorous as you would hope they would be. Mm. So that feels like too too cheaty too cheaty for them. I will say this though, Alexi. It just mm. says unusual world record. It doesn't say. Guinness World Record. Oh, wow. So, not oh, Guinness. Okay, okay this well, changes I'm not, I'm not everything. Sure. I'm not yeah. sure if it is or it isn't. I'm just saying that's wow, how the question is. everything. Word Holy shit. Out, I dude. might go for the putt one then. I'm going for the putt one. Because right, I'm I'm going putt. I'm putt. Yeah, I think I think it's putt as well. <laughs> All right. Locking in putt for Lex and Seren. Who's who wrote the answers? Uh, longest time spent living in an underwater house uh, for one year and 14 days. That was Jackson B. Bailey. Yeah. I was, uh, so I was trying. I thought to make that more believable, I was going to add the house was designed by a team of, and then I couldn't think of like of ex scientists, but I couldn't think of <laughs> ex scientists. You know, <laughs> nothing. They're, they're certainly not doing science anymore. Don't worry. <laughs> They've been kicked out of the science leagues for being too experimental. <laughs> uh, youngest president of the U.S. Uh, that was Alexei Teleopoulos. Uh, good choice. So, did you mean the bands? Or did you mean the I don't band? know what they meant. I don't know. I think it's a real one. I don't know. I think it's a real one. <laughs> I think that's the right answer. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, catching a skin mandarin in his mouth, uh, thrown by a pitcher. That was the house. Oh, mm-hmm. it was a mandarin. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was a baseball. <laughs> that's why I didn't pick it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Uh-huh. Knock your teeth out. Uh, First person ate a full box of Weetabix without using hands. That was also the house. I thought changing it from Weetabix to Weetabix, which was like oh, some yeah. international version of it. I'm like, that'll well, get them. Obviously, no one would have come up with that here. <laughs> yeah, no one in Australia is called Jose Maria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then that's not what I was saying. <laughs> what <the> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that means. That the one that Jackson went for, a mm. uh, largest collection of Rubik's Cubes, was written by Saran. But ah. the correct one <gasps> is Sankapat while flying on a supersonic plane. Well done. Well done, everybody. Wow. So another good round Saran, for Saran there. You're on fire, mate. Nice. Saran's on fire. Two points for Saran. Uh, one point for Lex. So, geez, it's, it's, it's a close fought thing, this. After five rounds, Alexi's on three. House is on four, Seren's on four, and Jackson's on four. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Throw Has this ever happened before? I, I think this might be unprecedented. Can we get Guinness <laughs> on the line? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it it's at least, you know, with this combination of people and these scores, it, it is new ground. It is new ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't need that Guinness. That is confirmed. Yeah. The records, you can have a record without Guinness, okay, as we have true. just established. That's true. Uh, all right. Two questions ago. This is question six from Claire Norris. From West Sacramento. Claire Norris. And Claire's question is, why did property developer Zipporah Lyle Mainwaring make the news in April of 2017? Why did property developer Zipporah Lyle Mainwaring make the news in April of 2017? While you're writing those answers, let me tell you more about the world record putt. 
According to Wiki, Alozabal, Aloth- Al- sorry about the pronoun. I, I remember this guy, but he was a pro golfer as well. I can't remember how to say his name for some reason. Anyway, he holds the world record for distance for a completed putt during the 1999 European Ryder Cup team's Concorde flight to the US. He held a putt which traveled the full length of the cabin. Uh, the ball was in motion for 26.17 seconds during which time the Concorde, at, uh, at 1,270 miles per hour, travelled 9.232 miles, beating US golfer Brad Faxon's previous record of 8.5 miles set in 1997. There's a lot of golf happening on yeah. Concords. I, I don't think this really... You know, I'm always like, golf isn't about all about rich people. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> there are public golf courses that are cheap just for average people to play at. And they're not all Donald Trump or whatever, which I know half of my audience are yeah, fans of. Yeah, of course, obviously. But um, it's funny you read this, you're like, it's weird how golf gets a bad rap as being this elitist <laughs> sport. For fun, they're in the supersonic aeroplane <laughs> putting. <laughs> and, like, even not only did he... He didn't just make the record. He was breaking one from a couple of years earlier in the exact same yeah. circumstances. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, this golfer... Jose was mm. elected to the World Golf Hall of Fame in 2009, uh, and in June of 2013, was presented with Spain's most prestigious sporting honour, the Prince of Asturias Award, in recognition of his accomplishments as a player and leader of the 2012 Ryder Cup team. He's the only he's only the second golfer to be honoured since the awards were launched in 1987. Does that, with this is record does that mean say you got like one of those trains that goes across the whole of europe into russia if i putted a ball onto the train and then the train went all that distance and then due to to the motion of the train the ball fell out and then landed in a hole yeah that's does that count because they are it's like i think they they seem to be thinking it needs to be in motion on the plane as well because it traveled the full length of the it must have been a long putt as it was yeah yeah but then it must have been rolling the whole what? time that the plane was moving, I guess. Yeah. So is that... Is, is that... It, what is the specific... Otherwise, you may, you could make a huge putt by putting it a foot, you know? <laughs> yeah. Really slowly, you know, or well, something. I don't know. But yeah. I guess... Because the foot doesn't take anyway we're, we're near as long. Yes. Yeah, so the plane hasn't traveled as far. Feels cheap. Feels like yeah. a technicality. Hey, look. I think they should discount. Whatever Jose wants to hang his hat on, yeah, I guess. And he's going around telling everyone how great he is because of this. <laughs> Who are we to get in the way? He keeps banging on about it. Yeah. You reckon you could beat a Guinness World Record? I think some of them. Alexi will be able to tell you more about because he... Um, I tried to go for youngest podcaster because no one had said it. <laughs> I thought, well, I can set That's it. Great. I can That's set a great it. idea. And then someone... Yeah, yeah. Smart. Didn't work out. No one said it yet. No, no, no. They wouldn't accept it. They wouldn't let us. Uh, <laughs> they wouldn't let me go for it. Well, let's start our own awards. <clears throat> Whatever. Mm. So it's so all you, scam anyway. You were talking from personal experience when you were. You have an axe to grind with the Guinness. Yeah, yeah I you do. I do. I have an axe to grind with Guinness. When we were making Finding Desperado, the podcast, and it was about a Guinness World Record, mm. and they would never. We tried so many ways to get in contact with them. And they just would like not budge. They're like, oh, yeah, we don't oh. really have old records. We don't have a way to contact these guys or anything like that. And then 
and then after that they asked us oh when the podcast came out they're like oh we want to include you guys in the guinness world records we never heard from them ever again (laughs) they never i thought we were going to be in the the book for something we never heard from them well you know they're great chrissy prezzy great chrissy prezzy you know oh incredible chrissy prezzy really good all right the answers are in for question number six why did property developer zibora lyle main wearing make news in april of 2017 they passed away. In 2017, it wasn't uncommon for one of the back pages of a newspaper to contain some obituaries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a miscommunication with the council led to a new apartment block they'd been developing being built on a swamp, with the ground swallowing all four stories a month after construction was completed. Uh, they tried to develop a property shaped to look exactly like their own head. <laughs> 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 they angered... Uh, they angered their neighbours by painting the front of the townhouse, uh, the front of their townhouse, with red and white candy stripes. After neighbours successfully stopped them from demolishing the property, uh, they sold a haunted house to a White House staffer who sued for alleged poltergeist damage suffered by his beautiful wife. Or they designed a house that used foil in place of windows in an effort to be more energy efficient but it ended up reflecting sunlight onto nearby houses, burning their gardens. Oh, mm, I know yikes. that there have been buildings built. There was like a building built in London. I know I that think, too. That, I know that yeah, buildings <laughs> have been built. So <laughs> there must be before. some truth to a few of these stories, <laughs> at least. <laughs> but didn't they build a building that was so hot that it was setting cars on fire? Wasn't that a thing? But it was like just like the way the reflection worked, that there was a street right next to the skyscraper... That was like, it would just fucking kill you if you walked through at the wrong time. Mm. And there so have could, been monuments built in the shapes of heads before. So I think that's that, true. Could be, yeah. that could be a really good option too as well if people are thinking about locking any in or anything. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you'd, you'd recommend that one, would you? That one, I mean, it rings true. I've seen Mount Rushmore, the Sphinx, the heads of Easter Island, yeah. many things built in shape mm. like heads. Will, I'm sure will you be selecting in the modern that age. One? Alexi, will that be your For choice? For some reason, maybe I won't select. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe, okay. maybe some other players of the game might might be interested. Okay. In it. Might be interested. Well, so, perhaps you... could I tempt you? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you lock in first, then, Lex? Which way are you um, going? I'm gonna. I'm thinking either the aluminium or the swamp. Um, because property developers, they're known to be quite greedy and they could be thinking of things that could have perhaps uh, shortcomings that are not completely thought through. So I'm going to go for the aluminium fire fire gardens, aluminium okay. fire gardens, which uh, could be a great collect. band name as well, <laughs> aluminium fire gardens. <laughs> you don't think... Uh, property developers have also been known to pa- pass away. <laughs> I think, newspapers you know, have been I'm, known to contain obituaries. If uh, there was one group of people that, that could find a way <laughs> to live forever, I think it would be property developers. <laughs> After all, they're the pharaohs of our time. <laughs> <laughs> that explains that. You know what? You've convinced me. I think they made a property... In the shape of their head. <laughs> you locking that in? No. no. Uh, I reckon oh. I'm going to go the striped house. Striped house? <laughs> yeah. Wait, right. What was the swamp one, please, once again? Uh, the swamp one. A miscommunication with the council led to a new apartment block 
Uh, they developed being built on a swamp with the ground swallowing all four stories a month after construction was completed. Yeah, I believe it's that. Okay. Please. Welcome to wow. And that property yeah. developer's name, Herman R. Shrek. <laughs> 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 all right. Here's who wrote the answers. Uh, they passed away, and in 2017, it wasn't uncommon for one of the back pages of a newspaper to contain some obituaries. Oh, serene. Okay. <laughs> wow, rest in peace, uh, fella. Yeah. Uh, equally surprising, <laughs> they tried to develop a property shape to look exactly like their own head. That was Alexi. <laughs> what? A couple wow, of big wow. surprises. That's crazy. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, they sold a haunted house to what? House staffer who sued for alleged poltergeist damage. Why does race have to come into it? Suffered by <laughs> beautiful wife. That was Jackson Bailey. You can ask him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the world we live in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dry chicken this house staffer was eating. Uh, the miscommunication that led to the swamp swallowing the property, that was the house. Oh, God, God. Four stories in a month? Yeah, come on. Come on, Serena. <laughs> come on, Serena. Come on, mate. <laughs> Shit. And surely they would have noticed there was a swamp somewhere along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they designed a house to use foil in place of windows, ended up burning neighbors' gardens. That was Claire, aka the house. Oh, Claire. Oh. Meaning that Jackson was correct. Yes. They angered uh, their neighbors by painting the front of their townhouse with red and white candy stripes after neighbors successfully stopped them from demolishing the property. So the theory is that they're like, oh, I can't demolish this because it's like, uh, you know, historical or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make it look. <laughs> A bit fucked. <laughs> it's going to look like shit, Dan. <laughs> You're happy now? Uh, so that's... I think that means Serena and Alexi both fell into the devious web of the house. <laughs> wow. And I mean, that was really the house's sort of playing on the home court there. Yeah. A, ho- a house developer question. Of course. The yeah. house knows about mm. houses. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Uh, so two points to the house, one point to Jackson. So going into the final round, we've got Alexi on three points. Saran on four points, Jackson on five points, but out in front, it is the diabolical house. That's good stuff. Could this be a house victory? Could this be it? (laughs) A rare house victory. Well, uh, all it took to get the house to win was three of the biggest numbskulls to join (laughs) up. (laughs) But, uh, Lexi, we're going from the house's home ground to yours. The final question. We always finish. With a cinema question, a plot wow. synopsis. Oh, we should pack it. Come in into now. my parlor, <laughs> said the spider to the flies. <laughs> uh, and this one comes from Alex Lloyd from Croydon in the UK. And uh, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Lloyd is amazing. Yeah, and he's done amazing things. Like, uh, ask this question, which is worth triple points for you three. Okay. So it is still truly anyone's game. Nine points, potentially up for grabs. Ooh. Uh, what is the plot of the 1985 film Bridge Across Time? What is the plot of the 1985 film Bridge Across Time? So while your answers are being written, here's the story about the candy-striped house. According to the Press Association over in the UK, a woman who angered her neighbours by decorating her multi-million pound townhouse with red and white stripes can ignore a planning order to repaint the property, the High Court has ruled. Zipporah Lyle Mainwaring, a property developer, painted candy stripes on the three-storey facade of the Terrace House in South End Kensington, uh, West London, in March of 2015. 
She has denied that the paint job was done to spite neighbours who objected to her plans to demolish the property, which she is now using for storage and replace it with a new home. It's a multi-million dollar property and she's just using it for storage and painting the front. It's like it's pretty clear that she's doing it as a as a finger to the neighbours. Anyway, the Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea served her with a notice under the Town and Country Planning Act of 1990 requiring her to paint uh, to repaint all external paintwork located on the front elevation within 28 days. Said the condition and appearance of the property, particularly the red and white painted stripes on the front elevation, is incongruous. Had it, sorry, Jackson, how do I say that word? Incongruous? Incongruous with the streets. Incongruous. It's incongruous in the White House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, after failed appeals to magistrates uh, and another and the Alworth Crown Court last year, Lyle Mainwaring launched judicial review action at the High Court of London. And on Monday, a judge ruled in her favour and quashed the notice. That's on Monday at the time of this article's writing. One issue was whether a notice served under Section 215 of the Act may be used when the complaint is that the planning authority considers that the choice of painting scheme harms amenity. Mr. Justice Gilbert, who said the painting of the house had been entirely lawful, posed the question, is it proper to use Section 215 notice where the complaint is not lack of maintenance or repair, but of aesthetics? What a great question. This is why I love law. It's really interesting. Oh, man, I'm halfway through this article, and I'm thinking I probably don't need to read it all. <laughs> Basically, technicality said the reason that they said she had to repaint it because of this act, but the act, in the end, the High Court decided that the act wasn't stopping you from painting things kind of garishly. Yeah. It's just you've got to upkeep the, the property. It can't fall into disrepair. can't be crumbling from the front. But you can you can do whatever you like. You with can it, choose, otherwise. you can say oh you can't because otherwise it's so how do you decide what is uh, yeah. appropriate historically correct or whatever? Yeah, we don't know. Maybe it was all maybe, maybe they were all like candy straws back then. It reminds me, I remember reading somewhere about in like maybe the late nineties how um, there was like a, a somebody sold a house, then the house turned out to be haunted, and then it went to court, and in court they were like. Because you didn't let the the new occupants know the house had a ghost in it, they legally do like don't have to live in there. You can like refund them the deposit, whatever. But basically, it was like officially by law in this country, this house is haunted. Like it was a like a full. Let's see if I can find a full like yeah court case to prove this house is haunted. What was it? Stambovsky versus Ackley commonly known as the Ghostbusters ruling, is a case in the New York Supreme Court Appellate Division that held that a house which the owner had previously advertised to the public as haunted by ghosts legally was haunted for the purpose of an action of rescission brought by a subsequent purchaser of the house. You gotta let them know if the house has ghosts in it. You gotta say. I think that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Alright, the answers are in. Here's the final question. It all comes down to this. Oh, I feel tension in the air. Oh, yeah. What is the plot of the 1985 film Bridge Across Time? Madison, an unlucky in love high school sophomore, has nobody to go to prom with. She has no choice but to leap back through time to learn the art of seduction from history's greatest heartthrob, Giacomo Casanova. Okay. All right. Jack Giacomo. 
Well, sorry, as a guy with Swiss Italian heritage, I should really know this <laughs> famous <laughs> Spanish guy. Yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, a wheelchair-bound scientist who stumbles across the secret to time travel late in his lab one night. After creating a bridge to the past, he travels back uh, to try and prevent the accident which broke his spine. However, whilst in the past, he strikes up a relationship and unknowingly becomes his own father. Bridget is young. She has everything to live for. But what good is all that when, due to an extremely rare condition, she has no concept of time? Days, months, AM, PM, it's all meaningless to Bridget. In order for Bridget, or Bridge for short, to truly live up to her potential, a motley crew of early learning educators must come together to explain time to her. But can they get bridge across time? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) After the original London Bridge is relocated to Arizona, a series of mysterious murders plague the town. Detective Don Gregory believes the spirit of Jack the Ripper was unwittingly transported with the bridge inside one of the bricks. (laughs) And he's the culprit. But will the people believe him? The medieval town of Riverview... The medieval town of Riverview has constructed a new bridge. The beautiful Princess Isabella is given the honour of being the first to cross, but is accidentally transported back to the Jurassic period. Can the king's best knight travel back in time, fight off the dinosaurs and rescue the princess? Or an old man discovers a grimy hole in his backyard that leads to his childhood in 1954. In an effort to more favourably reshape his youth, he makes a series of wild changes, incurring the wrath of the time gobbler. A monstrous creature tasked with protecting the flow of history. So you got mm, there's some wonderful choices. Yeah, yeah I'd watch all these. Really, I feel like Alexi's at an advantage here as a as a big screen buff. Yeah, yes. Johnny movies over here. Man, yeah. I, I really mm. have to look look hard to f- try and find ones that I think you might not have heard of because last time it was on, mm. Alexi had heard of the film <laughs> and seen it. Um, mm. So we got the. The uh, school kid who goes back to learn from Casanova. Okay. We got the uh, wheelchair-bound scientist who becomes his own father. We got uh, Bridget, or Bridge for short, who doesn't understand time. Uh, we've got the London London Bridge, which is relocated uh, with Jack the Ripper inside of it. Uh, we got the medieval town uh, where the princess goes back to the Jurassic period and the knight has to fight dinosaurs. Or we've got the old man and the grimy hole that takes him back to his childhood. And the time gobbler wow. is unhappy grimy with hole. this. Mm. I What I'm leaning toward is the Jack the Ripper bridge one. I feel like that feels like it could be a movie. That or the Casanova one are for some reason my, my choices. That's where you're heading towards? I can't pick. Okay. Well, mm. do, we, do we want to hear other thoughts first? Mm. Well, I'm. I'm tr- did they actually move the London Bridge to Arizona? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah. A, a, some sort of magnate bought it and <laughs> took it over there. Yeah. That's Wait, what? what? Yeah. Is that real? Yeah. Like one of the old London bridges. I think it was sinking because they built it on a swamp. It's burning and, down. Uh, <laughs> it was burning down. <laughs> it was going down four stories a night. So I'm going to move it to, to somewhere think, quite drier. I think it was falling. So yeah, they took it. As some rich guy uh, took it over there to use as like a, a. Like trying to bring people to his town or something. Come see the London bridge. To cross bridge the river. And, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's to get yeah, to the other typically side. what you need a bridge for. Yeah. So, does that make you think it's more or less likely? 
I have no uh, it idea like because a it's not a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> not a documentary. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it does. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Uh, I don't know. I I'm c- trying to think of like what do you, what are usually movies... Well, they're usually in movies. <laughs> What's usually in movies? You are. You should know, dude. What the yeah. hell? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying I'm to spend all that time banging on about how you're a big movie guy. You don't no, even yeah. know what's usually oh, in movies. It's crumbling. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's crumbling like, like London Bridge out here. In movies. I'm like, maybe, maybe London and Bridge is not always in movies. There's a few <laughs> movies with dinosaurs in them. I know that. There's a but few I feel movies like that one that... The dinosaur schools. one doesn't doesn't feel right because I feel like they would come to if you were writing that story in the eighties they'd come to the present right right he would instead yes. of going back into the past they'd come to the present and the princess would meet a hot eighties dude and then you know that that feels more like that movie going back that's yeah I don't know well nineteen eighty five is the year the most famous time travel movie was ever invented back to the future where mm. young fella goes back in time and smooches his mum every voice oh, dream yeah. very nearly <laughs> becomes his own dad yeah, yeah that's that, true that, yeah that is what they do in movies mm. yeah that usually happens in movies yeah yeah <laughs> uh i am ruling out the time gobbler okay what's your logic there how yeah, can you talk us through that? Well, Alexi, the surely the movie would be called The Time Gobbler. <laughs> exactly. That's, <yeah. laughs> that's what I, that was my legit thought. And also, Alexi, a, a cinephile, gave a sort of mm. cynical oh, uh, that, guffaw. You're, go, you're going off yeah. Yeah. Alexi's okay. guffaw. No, so no, no. That was a guffaw of pure cinematic joy. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, oh, I memory. certainly do love motion pictures as I heard that. <laughs> I, I think very eighties to me. Yeah, I feel like that. Maybe what it is is uh, sometimes a movie comes out and there'll be copycat films, and that's why I think it is the father giving accidentally giving birth to him, his own. Okay, you want to lock that in? Yeah. Whoa! What? <laughs> Which movie was birth? that? <laughs> the father. I've no memory of that one. <laughs> he nearly, nearly fathered himself. Your time travels so yeah. long, you give birth to yourself. That's <laughs> crazy. He, yeah, he yeah he becomes his own father. Will bet wheelchair bound scientist. Some stumbles across the secret of time travel. Goes back to try and prevent his accident. Uh, but while he's there, he strikes up a relationship and becomes his own father. Wow. Classic time loops. Okay. Classic time. It's a risk. Mm. Yeah. You gotta you, if you go back in time, you know, especially if you had a hot mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Mm. In, in her youth. Yes. And, and and science and, doesn't work in this universe like it does here. Genetics. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And you don't remember what your mom looked like in her youth, I suppose. Yeah. You got face blindness. That's a risk. If you got face blindness, do not travel through time. He oh, was I, going actually going back in time to try and prevent the accident that caused his face blindness. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Why do you think he's got a degenerate degenerative Gen- <laughs> de- oh, can't say it. Degenerative spine. <laughs> yeah, oh. that's true. The genetics got Yeah, true. <laughs> His own DNA twice. He's got a single helix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I reckon I'm going to go the uh, go going back in time to learn seduction from Casanova. Okay, I can see that movie. I can see that '80s movie. All right, locking that feels in. real to me. If you could go back in time, you could see it. Yeah, that's true. If I could, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying I can't. Well, <laughs> every time you away. watch a DVD from a previous era, it is as if you were going back in time. <laughs> Those are the journeys I go on every day. I'm going to lock in Jack the Ripper. All right, oh, Jack. Yeah, nice. Oh, good choice. Two for Jack the Ripper. No, that's the only I've Jack never felt conflicted a moment in my life, Matt, whatever you're going to say next. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering if you ever feel conflicted watching DVDs on the small screen. 
That's so? true. You're watching. Or do you rent out a cinema if you want TV. to? Okay. Fair enough. I love a big sense. ass TV, <laughs> and also I love to watch movies. I've, I've said this before. I'll say it again. You don't have to go to church to pray, mate. You can have a great cinematic <laughs> experience in your own home. All right. Uh, let's go through who wrote the answers. Uh, an old man discovers a grimy hole, uh, includes the time gobbler. Saran wrote it off. Uh, I thought it was fantastic by Jackson Bailey. Thank you. Yeah, disappointed. <laughs> Nobody believed in the time gobbler, only me. Oh, to me, it sounded like the most 80s movie ever. <laughs> I uh, think what gave that away, if I'm honest, is that he went. Di- well, he went down a hole, oh. not across a bridge. Oh, yes. <laughs> it wasn't called Time Hole. <laughs> That's my bad. I, I was, I was, I was the thinking grimy if he was an old time man, hole. Would he be going back to his childhood thirty years earlier? <laughs> Wait, when did the movie come out? Eighty-five. Yeah, he went back to the fifties. <laughs> yeah, thirty-one years earlier. So he's an old man. You're, you're just saying an old man is like a thirty-year-old. <laughs> the movie's set in the future. <laughs> <laughs> The movie set in 2015. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have to write every bit of it? Come on. That's apparent, dude. Uh, the medieval <laughs> town of Riverview with the, the dinosaurs on mm. the princess. That was Alex, aka The House. An go. amazing answer. Mm. That. Great answer. Really good. Uh, Bridget is young. Uh, so young. Her name is Bridge for short. Uh, she doesn't understand time, but uh, people try to get her across time. <laughs> That was Saran. <laughs> that, was, that was good. If this is not written by Saran, I'll lose my mind. I'll, I'll lose my mind. That was the Saranist answer ever. Right up there with, what was that? Uh, time, time Barbarians or something? Where it was like, uh, yeah. Was he wrote bar- a story, a movie about yeah. a, a barber named Ian. Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> Which remains good stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Bit of fun. Uh, okay, so... Uh, Saran, you went for a wheelchair-bound scientist who becomes his own dad. That was also Alex, another amazing oh, answer. So Alex is good. Alex, Alex Lloyd. Is good. Alex Lloyd, the one and only. A point there to the house. Yeah. Uh, Jackson went for Madison, unlucky in love high school. Sophomore uh, learns from Casanova. That was Alexi. <sighs> You got me, dude. Yes. You got my ass. And my plan was to write um, as American a sentence as I possibly (laughs) could to make sure it didn't sound like me. Uh, And that means Lexi is also correct. It is Jack the Ripper in a Brick. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real movie. That's so funny. And Don Gregory, the detective, is played by David Hasselhoff. Whoa. Whoa. So, so, I'm going to tabulate the scores here. Uh, but while I'm doing that, let me tell you a little bit more about this film. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, it did star David Hasselhoff. It was also directed, do you know this guy's work, Alexi? E.W. Swackhammer. Are you familiar with the work the, of the Swackhammer? of Swackhammer? Yes, he directed uh, Driving Miss Daisy, the Oscar-winning <laughs> What the film. hell? Yeah, Is he that wrote, true? He, that's no, a Swackhammer original. No, <laughs> that's Bruce Beresford. He's an Aussie, an Aussie legend. <laughs> Really? Okay. Well, yeah. I'm. I'm obviously in the little screen camp. Yeah. Um, uh, according to Alex, this film is at least partially loosely based on the true story that Saran alluded to about the London Bridge being purchased by Robert P. McCulloch in 1968 and transported brick by brick to Arizona, where it was rebuilt as a tourist attraction. Uh, there aren't many reviews of this film. It's fair to say, <laughs> could not find much about it, but there is a user review on IMDb. The user's name is GSBLTD. GSB Limited, I guess. Mm. <laughs> and they wrote one titled, The London Bridge is the Real Star. 
And they said, I bought this little sleep fest on VHS years ago in a cutout bin and could barely finish watching it. It moves like molasses in the dead of winter and telegraphs the story like, uh, and telegraphs the storyline like Marconi on meth. But that legendary old bridge still photographs with <laughs> atmospherics that rival any Hammer horror flick from 20 years earlier. Get a bridge freak in here. I've walked that bridge. And as you lean over those massive stones, you can literally sense the history under your feet. <laughs> <coughs> that rocks. It's just, Every now and wow. then you get a director who who you just can't join the dots. What was in the middle of their, <laughs> their catalogue? How did they go from this... To driving mistakes. That's, yeah. That's the question. That is a big question. If you did forget that Lexi admitted he was joking there. Um, oh, I did. Well, in 1990, they directed Colombo, Colombo Goes to College. So, oh, okay. I don't know. They got some, and the two episodes of the Cosby Mysteries. Yeah. Um, Jake, did, did Bill Cosby do of, a mystery spinoff? Yeah, the Cosby Mysteries. No kidding. There you go. I think it was a long and protracted trial. <laughs> this guy, I think he mainly worked on, on the small screen, Lexi. Yeah. So. You wouldn't know him. Had you heard of this film? Because you did get it right. Um, no, but it sounded familiar to me. I don't know. Maybe I'd read something about it. Mm. I, I uh, there was just something you. about it. The bridge. Something about it. I, the bridge. I was like, yeah, it's the only one that there's a physical bridge in it. <laughs> I locked that one in. <laughs> no, but I'm looking up this guy now. He says he's made a Spider-Man movie in 1977. What? Really? What? Yeah. Well, I'm on Letterboxd looking I'm it guessing. up, though. When an extortionist threatens to force a multi-suicide unless a huge <laughs> ransom is paid, only Peter Parker can stop him with his new powers as Spider-Man. Whoa. Right. There you go. How can one person force a multi-suicide? It's a bit of a plot hole. Anyway. All right. Here is the final scores. In fourth place on four points, it's Saran. Oh. In third place on five points, it's Jackson. In second place on seven points, it's the house. But out in front on nine points, it's Alexi Toliopoulos. Wow. Congratulations. What a story for the ages for me to be victorious on this day. I'm I'm looking up more stuff by this guy. Have you guys ever seen (laughs) Look Well? It's the Conan O'Brien written pilot with um, uh, him and Robert Smigel wrote it that stars... Adam West as himself solving crimes, but they only did what? one episode. He that directed awesome. that as well. That was a Swack Hammer original. Swack Hammer, yeah. he done this. So that's, this that's one I have heard of. I know what that is. This, all these credits are making me think this film is, is maybe having a bit of fun. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> maybe. A bit to laugh, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, Alexi coming from last place with one round to go. It's a tale for the ages. Leaping into first place. Yeah. Underdog story. Yeah. Every now and then you have like a studio's locked you in. You got to do your driving Miss Daisies, but mm. you get your passion project too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before we go, uh, where can people find you, Lex? Oh, you can find me on the internet. I love to lurk upon there. But you can listen to my new podcast, Sunburnt Screens, the Australian cinema odyssey. It's about Australian film. It's really beautiful. It's really interesting. It's passionately made by me. Uh, And 
uh, it's all like talking about Australian films, like I uh, talk about Australian horror films with some of the great horror filmmakers of modern times in Australia. There's episodes coming out next year with Gillian Armstrong and Rolf Dahir wow. talking about their filmographies and their cinema. And uh, each episode on the streaming service broly.com.au, I'm putting together kind of like curated uh, little film festival watch lists along with them. That's so it's awesome. a great way to jump off, use the film as a as podcast, as an introduction to film, and then watch more stuff on Broly to get the full Aussie film experience. So you could like you could be like a you know a layman like me, listen to the podcast, and then probably enjoy a proper cinema more than I would going in cold. Is that is that kind of the idea? That's the plan. To warm up the layman brains. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> you do. It's a primer. I love it. I'm keen. Mm, a primer. Uh, Jackson, how about you? Uh, you can find me on a multitude of podcasts. Uh, I do a podcast called Thumb Cramps, which is the only good video game review mm. podcast out there. Uh, no one does it like Thumb Cramps, as people say. Uh, <laughs> that's almost a compliment. Mm. Um, I do a podcast called Baseless Speculation, which is a sort of uh, extremely loose pop culture news show. The last episode we did, I think, was mostly about uh, other host Joel Zammett giving a sperm sample. I think that was about 40 minutes of that episode of the 50-minute <laughs> wow. run. But tell you what, it's a funny God. story. <laughs> um, and I do another Sounds podcast. Like Usually it's involved. about taking a sperm sample. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, this is why we flipped the script. Um, <laughs> I do another podcast called Plumbing the Death Star, which is an even stupider pop culture podcast, but... Um, it's very funny and a podcast called D&D is for nerds which is a sort of Dungeons and Dragons real play podcast and you can find me on Twitter at all dogs are dead uh, and just around in general as Jackson Bailey you can find me online I'm, I'm about would you say that you have a podcast for everyone yeah I think anybody it, well, like if you start from you start off as a weird you've got to be a weird person yeah if you're a sort of freak <laughs> yeah if you're a freak online yeah 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 then you'll love all of the podcasts yeah, yeah. we do okay if you're nasty yeah yeah <laughs> You know, and fifty percent of my audience is—they're nasty. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's great. Yeah, we yeah. want nasty people. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think some of these <laughs> listeners are right up your alley, <laughs> and you're right up theirs. Oh yeah. And Saran, what about you? <clears throat> I don't have a podcast, uh, which makes me unique. Yeah. Yes. Um, on this and brave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In this day and age, but I. What about uh, Benny and Sereni? Yeah. You don't want to give plug to Benny and Sereni? <laughs> I would XFM. love to bring it back. We got to bring it back, Benny and Sereni. <laughs> uh, Alexi, one of the our. Regular guests. I was uh, I was at least a one time mm, yeah. guest. I think I phoned in. Go back, find the Wooshka. <laughs> it might still be. <laughs> but uh, we no. I am going to be touring with Matt Stewart, Dryer Dryer, Perth, Adelaide, Brisbane early next year. Which it's a cinematic uh, title as well. It's a mm. it's a play on uh, the Jim Carrey classic. Oh, liar, I see, liar! I see. Somebody stop us! It is was me. Yeah, he's, yeah. Because he fought in the, fought the, in the uh, elevator. elevator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, com- he's compelled to let them know uh, that he's responsible. Well, we, we've made the poster to be like it's such an in joke, but we've tried to make it make it to be slightly annoying because the it's sort of the faces are based on me, myself, and Irene. Oh yeah, that's it's good. It's called liar, liar, and then the catchphrase <laughs> is somebody stop us. <laughs> So it's gonna just—it's this real niche thing of just annoying Alexi. That's basically. awesome. That's awesome. But it's great. It's, uh, I'm it's delighted. Be great fun. It's and then, by it. uh, I'm also on Instagram at Seren Comedy. So good. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, you three. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Please give us a five star review. I haven't had one in a while. What the Makes hell? Makes me what? feel like 
And, they, and the thing is, they owe it to you. Because yeah, yeah, they get this for free. That's right. You're not paying shit. Yeah, minimum. <laughs> minimum you're getting it for free. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum, I'm probably, I've paid some people to listen. <laughs> yeah. Or you, you just go, it's not hard. Five stars. Five stars. It's easy. You just like mash the keyboard. You don't have to write anything important. Five stars. Five stars. Uh, and maybe even tell your friends if you think you know anyone who might enjoy it. Maybe this episode in particular for people who love cinema, mm. who love, uh, I mean, we won't have talked about it yet, but stick around to hear a bunch of stuff about Swim Yoda <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. after the song. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Wait, you're telling me Swim Yoda didn't make the cut of the podcast? <laughs> what the hell? Swim Yoda's been delegated to the post? I'm, I'm live editing it right now. That got chopped out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think the anal bead stuff probably stayed in though. So. Okay, well, hey, small silver linings. Yeah. Uh, cheers for tuning in to Who Knew with Matt Stewart. And now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. Goodbye. Uh, so I nipped into Savers on the way here, and I saw a pol- I was looking at the polo Can shirts. I- yeah. Can I guess what you might have seen? It's <laughs> yeah. something's coming to me. Dude, I reckon. Yeah, this is. I There's something that you... I don't know. I, I trust you in this moment. I think we've never been closer. And I think I, I'm, al- I'm going to allow you to predict what you think I saw. Um, can I have a guess okay, as well? I, How about you all say it on three? And, okay. I think it's going to be... Is it one of those two. aprons? Okay. Where it's like got the, got the tits on it, but it's um it's wow. actually a Bigfoot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bigfoot that, would be, that would be great, but no, that no dice. That seems like the kind of thing that would have caught your attention. That, well, I mean, it would have. I'd be wearing that if that's what I saw. Yeah. No, nice try. Anybody else got a guess about what I saw at Savers? Well, my guess was it was an apron uh, with huge tits on it, but they were green. <laughs> and the nipple spelled out Swim Yoda. Tit Yoda. Well, you're shockingly close. Because I saw a polo shirt that had Swim Yoda on the breast in the Star Wars font. Don't know what that's about. A complete mystery. Whoa, describe the breast. Uh, okay. Plump, milky. <laughs> Wide areola. Plump. Wide areola. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a mysterious. It was also extra, extra large. Who was Swim Yoda? That's what I wanted. I'm so intrigued by it. So was it a, was a, like a, a one-off or was it? Yeah, it was a one. I mean, there it was, wasn't it was, genuine merch. No, it didn't seem like genuine <laughs> oh. Swim Yoda merch. So someone had taken their own shirt in and just put it on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> but well, it was, I don't know. It was very mysterious, you know, and they, clearly they didn't need it anymore. Swim Yoda. But isn't it like... They were a, done with it. I'm not the biggest Star Wars uh, fan, but yeah. I know that they, they have all different kinds of planets. they got a forest planet, desert planet. Do they have a swim planet? Maybe this is for, the, yeah, the planet where Yoda's they swimming. They, yeah. Oh, you they, you... they have a swim planet. They've got a few. There's a few water-based planets. Okay. One's called Camino. It's where the clones are bred and born. Did Yoda There's ever go for a swim Manar, on Camino? Which is the homeworld of the Selkaf. Okay. And there's People also Mon Calamari. Mon Calamari is another famous uh, water world from the Star Wars. Calamari <laughs> world? Is that where uh, they Mon, ca- Mon Calamari. Is that yeah, the, they got Calamari the men over there. From? It's a trap. It's a trap. Is that where he's from? Uh, He's actually a quite a fish. Yeah. <laughs> quite, that was that quite a shoot? Cool. <laughs> yeah, quite a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, uh, that's really made my day, Alex. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, what? Well, don't you ride that high for yeah. the rest of the afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, any questions? You've all done this before. Yeah. Just get into it. Yeah. Tem- Temperature's okay for you two? Yes. Why are we all men? Yeah, great question. <laughs> great question.
I've been thinking it too. <laughs> That's a pretty big philosophical <laughs> question, guys. Um, uh, <laughs> Finally, a blokes only episode of podcast. Something I can Something truly for enjoy. Fellas, for once. Uh, let me tell you this: I've booked two episodes today. Okay. As Serenos. <laughs> And for some reason, only guys could do this slot and only women could do the other slot. Is that slot. reason your choice? <laughs> that reason is because choice. I, don't, I, think that's I don't believe that the sexes should <laughs> mix. mix. I think you, though, you were saying the other day you're, you're looking for new gear for your stand-up. I think uh, men are only available at 1pm <laughs> and women are only available at 4.30. I think that's good gear. Yeah. What's the deal with that? Why are women only available in the later part of the day? I think that's funny. Maybe controversial, but funny stuff. Okay. <laughs> Gotta push the envelope sometimes. I could, yeah, get a book out of this. <laughs> yeah. Men are from 1pm, women are from 4. Okay. I'm writing that down. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, should we start? Yeah, let's do it. It's not too cold on you? No, I'm, okay. I'm riding high. All right, great. No, it's actually quite warm. Oh, <laughs> hang on a second. We're in different rooms. Oh, that is, yeah. Is Alexi gone? Did we just Is that lose why Seren left? We lose, lo- lost half the podcast in, in like a second. What happened? I don't know. Just looked up and it was only us. Yeah. At least we get Saran back. Alexi just went. So this upshop find you had. Uh... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get back to it. Let's get. I think there's more to discuss. Swim yoga. Swim yoga is very confusing. Oh, but it. Why is there only one of them? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to Google Swim Yoda. Maybe it'll tell me something. They didn't have any other... They didn't have, like, bushwalk yoga? No, Yoda. no, no, no. It was only Swim Yoda. Only Swim Yoda. No, not Swim Yoga. Yeah, is it, is it like, meant to be a pun or something? Whoa! Swim Yoda's a... It, what the fuck? Swim Yoda is an educator with a passion for all things swimming. Knowing the importance of individual learning paths, motivations, rewards, and recognition, what am- he's a guy. Swim Yoda's okay. a guy. <clears throat> that he teaches swimming. That is surprising. Oh, so he is it. His yeah. name's Gordon, aka Swim Yoda. Shout out to Swim Yoda. Gordon. Gordon Great was born name. to English parents in the south of Thailand and was an avid sportsman from a young age. Well, there you go. You want to learn how to swim? Go to Swim Yoda. Very interesting stuff. Though not that interesting. <laughs> Let's be honest. But you have saved people uh, from emailing in. That's true. Also yelling at their iPods. <laughs> yeah. You know, just out of frustration. Everyone, Everyone knows. Everybody knows Swim Yoda. Swim Yoda's a big deal where I'm from. How did you learn how to swim? Yeah. If not through Swim Yoda. Swim Yoda. Swim Yoda. Women Yoda. <laughs> it would be delightful to see Yoda swim, really, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because he's it such would, a funny little guy. It would be a great toy, like Tukumiomo, but it's like a Yoda you just put in the pool and he paddles around yeah. and stuff. That's beautiful. With little claws, yeah. Mm. I would have thought, because isn't, um, they're all pretty copyright. Yeah, I don't think you can call yourself. Well, maybe Yoda's not. I don't know. Mm. Surely. He- yeah, he's sure a is. public figure. Come on, he's a <laughs> <laughs> uh, that bit was meant to be quicker. So obviously you've all finished writing your <laughs> yeah. Answers. 
Well, this gives us a chance to check in. Check in with uh, Swim Yoda. <laughs> Swim Yoda. Swim Yoda. Oh my Wait, god! Is he a, is an American? Is <laughs> <laughs> I think what I what I keep wanting to do is say Swim Yoda, Sweet Chariot, like Swing Low. <laughs> yes. Swim, Swim Yoda, Sweet Chariot. That could be a Bing hit. That could be. A that made more sense than that. I think if you went back in time and you showed Bing Crosby Yoda, he would fucking love him, dude. (laughs) I think Yoda would be crazy. He'd be frothing for Yoda. Really? I think he'd stomp him to death. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got to get Yoda to go back in time and see what happens. That's, you know, let's find out. Let's see what he does. And Rand's... Paul's question is, what unusual world record does Jose Maria Olathebul... Hold, I meant to look up the pronunciation of this name. I will say that. Let me just double check it. I hope that guy speaks like, Hello, welcome to another pronunciation. What, you guys, you know that guy? Love that guy. <laughs> I don't know that guy. Oh. All right, so Paul's question is, what unusual world record? (laughs) (laughs) World record. (laughs) Jesus. Stop, you got to look up the pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong, man? I just pressed the wrong shortcut. Okay. So I got to go copy it again and... Paste it again. Oh, oh, absolute hell, nightmare. Dude. Fuck. Oh, day God. one on earth for this guy <laughs> over here. <laughs> I thought, I don't know if this is fun, but I thought I could do a, a fun little twist on this question where uh, I know one of the actors in the film and I'll just insert it into all of your answers. <laughs> so you don't know who the wow, actor okay. is, but I'll put them in. Do you think that is, is that fun? I think that's so that's fun. fun. <laughs> all right, great. Yeah, so it's fun. Just include one, yeah. The main role I will say played by uh, this actor. Okay, fantastic. Okay. Um, while you're, and then see that could be funny or fun because some of you might pick inappropriate roles for them. It might be incongruous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, oh, whatever, yeah my, yeah. or whatever that word is. Jackson, how do you say that word? I just tried to In- say incongruous. Thank you. I'm going to bail on this idea of putting the actor in because I think it would give away that all your answers are wrong. (laughs) Okay. No, maybe not. Actually, I don't know. Stick to your guns. Yeah. Trust yourself. No, I'm I'm trusting myself that this is (laughs) not a... That's not going to work. That might ruin this round. It was late last night when I thought that might be fun. (laughs) It still might be. Uh... Funny. And Don Gregory, the detective, is played by David Hasselhoff. Whoa! Whoa. So this is how the question was going to go if I left it as was. Madison, played by David Hasselhoff, an unlucky in love high school <laughs> sophomore, has no one to go to prom with. She uh, has no choice. A <laughs> uh, wheelchair-bound scientist, played by David Hasselhoff. Uh, Bridget, played by David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Uh, the, I guess the the knight, David Hasselhoff. He could be yeah. a time one. gobbler. Come on, mate. He's got time gobbler energy. He's gobbling time every fucking day. That would have hurt some of them, but not all of yeah. them. Wow. I yeah. just looked up um, the movie, uh, the what's it called? Bridge Across Time. 
and yeah. um, it's available in its entirety on YouTube. And on the Google oh, okay. preview, it says nine key moments in this video, and they are as follows: arrival at the bridge, bridge dedication, <laughs> police investigation, Woodford's threat to Gregory, final scene, Angie's love life ending, Jack the Ripper theory, and Gretchen's dream. <laughs> wow, that's, that's so, awesome! That's awesome, yeah. The, the ca- Hasselhoff's character is exact. It's a name that I would have made up on this show before. Don Gregory is is one <laughs> of like I've got like four moving parts mm. that I'll put into a fake name, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Don and Gregory are two of those. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, oh, I'm gonna watch this movie for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm game. I think maybe this I'll- should become like a a, a Patreon bonus. For this, was just me sitting through the shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, thanks so much for um, taking the time, Lex. Oh, my pleasure. I love these boys that are on this podcast, oh, today, including we love you, you, Matt. So good we to see you, you Alexi. Likewise. Yeah. Great to hang out, even in a digital cool. form. Beautiful to hang yeah. out. And Still I, good. I obviously, yeah, uh, adhere to your stipulation of you'll never appear on an episode with, with women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, thank you for thank you for moving things around for me today. <laughs> uh, 